Hello everyone and welcome to the Grow a Healthy Soul podcast and this is the first episode. Hooray! Thanks for listening. I'm Ian Borkent. I've been involved in ministry and leadership for 20 years of which pastoring a local church for 14 years and today I want to share with you about Grow a Healthy Soul, a ministry for your inner life and your inner health. But before I continue, let me ask you a question first. How is your soul doing? Maybe you are a leader, a pastor, a business owner, or simply wanting to grow in your emotional health. Are you aware of your inner conversations, your inner convictions, your deepest fears or desires? In other words, Do you know you as a person? Behind you, the pastor, is you as a person. Behind you, the leader, is you as a person. And to get to know you is sometimes the most challenging of endeavors. We often spend a lot of time getting to know everyone else and not enough time getting to know ourselves. Sometimes it's that we're afraid to get to know the real us. Other times we just don't see the real us. We we don't see how we're wired, why we think what we think, why we say what we say, and why we do what we do. But let me tell you, it's worth it. It's worth it to get to know yourself better. In fact, Augustine wrote in Confession, how can you draw close to God when you are far from your own self? And I have found that the more I get to know me, the more I grow in closeness to God also. Like Calvin wrote, wisdom consists in the knowledge of God and of ourselves. Now, On to the question of this first episode. Why am I starting Grow a Healthy Soul? The short answer is that I want to help pastors and leaders grow in their inner health. Because our inner life carries our outer life. The slightly longer answer is that I believe this is an area that has been overlooked for too long in many church circles and even in life in general. I don't know about you, but when I was raised as a kid and taught in school, I did not learn about how to deal with my emotions. It, it, wasn't, it just wasn't part of the school curriculum. I learned how to spell, how to calculate, how to write, how to read, but I did not learn how to read my own soul. In other words, my IQ was doing fine, but my EQ, emotional intelligence, was underdeveloped. And when I became involved in church life later on, I learned about spiritual gifts, spiritual solutions, praying in tongues, prayer, speaking the word, feeding my spirit. In other words, I grew in my SQ, my spiritual intelligence. 
I also grew in my leadership capacity. Maybe you can call that my LQ. I was part of a high demand church culture for quite some years when I studied at a large Bible and leadership college in Australia. And I thank God for the leadership lessons there and for how I grew both spiritually and in my leadership. But I was not trained or coached in how to get to know myself better, how to become an emotionally healthy person, how to become more in tune with my inner life. So there was a disbalance. There was a large part of me that had not grown up. And I discovered this truth. You cannot be spiritually mature while remaining emotionally immature, as Pete Scazzaro says from Emotionally Healthy Leadership. How is this for you? How is your EQ? Now, I'm actually not for compartmentalizing things. In fact, I have discovered that body, soul, and spirit are so much more connected and intertwined than we realize. But I have also discovered that the soul is an often overlooked area. For instance, when it comes to being sick, I knew that I could be sick physically from spiritual causes. I have experienced that myself in the past. When I was 24 years old, I was healed from a three-year-long chronic illness, an illness that had kept me bedridden and on a government pension at age 24. I was healed because a demon was addressed and sent away from me. So I knew that the spiritual and the physical are connected. And I thank God for, for that healing and deliverance. And I'll share part of my testimony about it in the blog posts on my site, growahealthysoul.com. Then a few years later, I injured my knee. I went to see a doctor, I got some medicines, I did physical therapy, and eventually I was better. So sometimes the cause of physical illness is simply physical. Other times it's spiritual. But what I did not realize is how our souls can also cause physical pain. Until I developed severe back pain. This back pain kept me up at night for months in a row. I couldn't walk for longer than 10 minutes without excruciating pain. And I had to sit down again. Then I couldn't sit down for longer than 10 minutes without having to stand up again. And as they say to people with severe back pain, what is the best position? The next position. And it was so debilitating for me. In fact, it seriously impaired my functioning in daily life and even my marriage. And of course, I wanted to get rid of the back pain. I did all kinds of tests at different hospitals, but the doctors could not help me. I, I prayed. I had people over for prayer, anointing me with oil. I sent away demons but the pain stayed. And eventually I became aware that I was in so much 
physical pain because of an emotional cause. And I'll share about that physical connection to the soul in another episode. But for now, I just want to emphasize that in order to become a whole person, we need to address the entire part of who we are, our body, soul, and spirit in their interconnectedness. We also need to grow in inner health and to get to know ourselves better. You know, my journey wasn't easy. I have been through a deep valley. St. John of the Cross, St. John of the Cross, he, he calls it the dark night of the soul. And I needed a lot of help, but it was worth it to get to know myself and in doing so, getting to know God much better as well. And I'm still growing, but I'm now a healthier individual. I don't just know myself better, I love myself more. I love Jesus more, and I'm able to genuinely love others more. How is your love level? The level you love is the level your soul is healthy. You know, Jesus is our greatest example in this. He was fully God, but sometimes we forget that he was fully human also. In fact, he was the fullest expression of what it means to be human. Jesus knew who he was, and he was in touch with his inner life. Jesus experienced and expressed emotions in the most healthy way that is known to humankind. Jesus cried when his friend Lazarus died, and he did not hide that emotion. Jesus was angry out of passion for God's house when he drove out the money changers from the temple. I was told that I should hide anger, that anger is a wrong emotion, but Jesus teaches us to channel anger out of the right motivations and in the right way. Jesus also was the most happy and joyful person that has ever lived. The Bible says in Hebrews 1.9 that he was anointed with the oil of joy far above his companions. In other words, to be fully human is to be fully alive in God's image. To be fully human, this side of eternity, also means learning to deal with weaknesses and vulnerabilities. Here is another quote by Pete Scazzaro. He says, pastors get into trouble not because they forget they are pastors, but because they forget they are humans. Humans with weaknesses, vulnerabilities, and severe limits. I've talked about the state of my own heart and my own inner health. I want to finish by sharing about the state of the church and leadership in the church. When I look at the church, especially in the Western world, then I see that we're in a crisis. We're in a crisis for healthy leadership and healthy churches. In the last couple of years, one scandal after another has hit the church and has hit church leaders. You can probably name at least one or two churches in your area or country where leaders have had to step down or 
where churches have experienced significant damage because of leadership failure. And I'm so sad about it. I am sad for the church, for the people and families that have been hurt, for the leaders that are involved. And I realize we we need a different leadership paradigm. Most importantly, we need to look at the human factor. We need to grow emotionally healthy people, starting with ourselves. We need to look at the person behind the pastor, at the soul behind the spirit, and at the life behind the leader. Of course, we also have conversations about how we do leadership, and and we need to find the biblical model for leadership, but that's another conversation. Let me end by thanking my partner ministry, which is Grow a Healthy Church, led by John Finkelde. And and, and this is really the final, final part of why I am starting Grow a Healthy Soul. You see, seven years ago, uh, I was stuck in some areas of my leadership in how to grow our church. And when I was at a church conference in Kuala Lumpur, I heard John Finkelde speak at that conference about church growth and church health. And he said, it is not just healthy churches that grow, unhealthy churches also grow sometimes. And there are also healthy churches which are not growing. And then he said something that has stuck with me ever since. He said, not every church is called to be a mega church but healthy churches always grow to their optimum size. And that triggered something for me. And I knew I want to get John in as a consultant for our church and for me and my wife as senior pastors. This was seven years ago. So I contacted John and we flew him over all the way from Perth, Australia to Arnhem, the Netherlands. And I still distinctly remember the recommendations John gave us to grow a healthy church and to grow in healthy leadership. I have here in front of me the final report after John spent four days with us and our team. And he starts with writing six things he loves about us and our church. He loves our church leadership, our our clear leadership, he says. He loves the unity and dedication of our key leaders. He loves the strong C3 flavor of our Sunday service. And then he lists some other things. And then he goes on to give specific recommendations, not just for church health, but also for leadership health. And thanks to John's advice, after the consult, we increased our volunteer rate from 52% to 81% over the next two years. I also significantly changed my week rhythms, which helped us to be more sustainable in our personal life. It was better for our family's health. And on top of that, since John's visit, we have significantly grown our leadership team and our preaching team. And a year later, we invited John for a second consult. And ever since, we've stayed in touch. And John is not just a coach for me, but also has become a good friend on the other side of the world. Now, you might notice the similarity in name between grow a healthy church and grow a healthy soul. 
And that's not a coincidence. Three years ago, I was about to start as a consultant for Grow a Healthy Church in Europe. But the corona crisis prevented me from doing so. And in the meantime, I've gotten to know myself better. And I've come to the realization that church can only be healthy in as much people and leaders are healthy. So although I do believe firmly in general church leadership consulting, my ministry focuses on the person behind the leader and on the inside before the outside. So, and, and of course, that's an aspect of grow a healthy church also, but for me, it's my main thing. It's my main thing. So if you need to grow a leadership pipeline, I'm all for it, but you need to contact John at Grow a Healthy Church for that. Um, if you want to grow your volunteer base, grow your connect groups, um, if you need help with all these things, I recommend John's ministry. Get him in as a consultant. My ministry zooms in on the human element. It, it's a focus. The person behind the leader. You, as a person, as a human. In a Grow a Healthy Soul consult, I tackle four areas. The inward call, so your emotional health. The upward call, your spiritual health. The outward call, your relational health. And the legacy call, your parenting and family health. All these areas can be healthy if they come out of a healthy soul. And I don't know where you are at in your soul, but I do know that there is hope, there is change possible if you choose to slow down, turn inward, turn upward, and get a little help. And you know what? If you become more healthy in your soul, you become a more rounded individual, able to love yourself more and able to love others more. And when you have a healthy soul, everything else will flow out of that. A few weeks ago, I called John and presented my idea to him. And he encouraged me to launch out with this name. So I'm starting Grow a Healthy Soul, and I'm doing that in partnership with Grow a Healthy Church. So if you need to grow in church health or in leadership health, contact John at growahealthychurch.com. Do you need to grow your own soul's health? Contact me. And feel free to check out my website, Grow a Healthy Soul. Dot com, where you can find more information about me and my program. Thank you for listening to this first episode. In the next episode, I'm going to share about the importance of growing a healthy soul and about the one thing that keeps us from doing so. God bless you. And have a great day.